You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're in a series right now in the book of Lamentations, if you'll turn there, Lamentations, and we'll be in chapter 4, but before we get there, just a reminder in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, the prophet is the weeping prophet. He's weeping because his nation will be destroyed. Our series has been this subject, when a nation forgets God. When a nation comes to the point where she decides that she can be God and dethrone God, there's always consequences. I would imagine that if this message stays on the internet, it's going to be a miracle. But I know that if something doesn't change in two years, it will be against the law. And yet it's from the Word of God. We have seen our nation crumble from within. It's all sin, moral sins in the last two years. Everything that we can legalize, transgenderism, sodomy, uh, a, a thousand, a thousand child molester pedophiles in California have been released the last two years to the streets of our city. They didn't serve their crimes. They let, let, our governor let them out early. You can get as mad as you want and tack and, and, uh, and hate. You can, you can do what you want. But I'm going to tell you the truth from the Bible today. We, when you destroy the home, you destroy society. No nation has ever made it. Rome thought they had it made. And yet they began to redefine the home and destroy the home. And Rome collapsed. History tells you that. Greece thought they had it made, and they redefined marriage and redefined the home and, and attacked the home, and consequently, the home collapsed, the nation collapsed. Sodom and Gomorrah, you cannot redefine marriage and expect to have a nation succeed. It's male, female, mother, dad, men, women, children. That's the Bible. Now hold it. Almost every family listening right now has had some degree where that's not in our families. That does not mean we have to be hateful. That does not mean that we need to hurt. That does not mean we ever would want anybody's house set on fire, anybody hurt. You know, they, they, people kill one another. This binary young boy that killed five in uh, Colorado Springs two weeks ago Saturday night, uh, a binary boy. His past, his past, his home bringing was so sad. And he went to the bar where he frequented, and a gay bar, what they call it, and he slaughtered these people. Let me, they, now they're calling it a hate crime. Anytime you take the life of another person, it's hate. Anytime you hurt another individual, it's hate. And so I want to say today, we are not promoting at all to hurt anyone. But there's going to be consequences if we keep redefining the Bible. Now, in chapter 1, we saw these 22 verses familiar to the Hebrew alphabet in chapter 2, 22, and chapter 4, chapter 5, 22. And in chapter number 3, it's 66 verses. They're triplicates with the Hebrew alphabet. But in all chapters, you find about 80 times in each chapter words like desolate, anguish, weep, 
sorrow, bereaveth, grief, adversary, heathen, despised, uh, swallowed, enemies, uh, death, filthiness. I have them all marked in every chapter. About 80 times in every chapter. He sometimes something, there's a price to pay. So he warns in chapter one. And he said, I tell you what's gonna happen, your sanctuaries are gonna fall apart. And your homes are gonna fall apart. And your children will live in danger. And your nation will collapse. Now, may I say this? He warned in chapter one, but in chapter two in August, I believe it was August 14th, 586 BC, the city collapsed. And a few months later and two years later in 588, it was totally annihilated. There are always consequences for sin. You cannot sin without consequences. I recall our son preaching here several years ago and Brother Tim who pastors a church in Arizona said you can choose your sin but you cannot choose your consequences. Consequences are coming. And unless we get back to the home, the family, my Bible, we're in chapter four today. In chapter four, I want you to, I want to read for you, if you will, follow, please, verse five. Verse six said, they did feed delicately. They are desolate in the streets. They that brought up and scarlet embraced dunghills. They had a soft life, an easy life, a nice life, a prosperity life, but now they're embracing dunghills, garbage, filth. For the punishment of the iniquity of the daughter of my people is greater than the punishment of Sodom, he introduces Sodom, that was overthrown in a moment and no hand stayed on her. We'll see about Sodom this morning, and Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because they blaspheme God. They redefiled male and female. I was gonna preach this last week, but I had no peace about it. I did not know the vote was gonna happen in the Senate this week. But the vote came in Senate. We have a president that is pushing this. His agenda is to redefine male and female. And he's got the Senate to vote this week. Wait a minute. 12, 12, 12 Republicans joined in. Every Democrat voted, and it's called the, uh, the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the redefining of marriage. Two men are marriage. That's not what the Bible says. Two women are marriage. That's not what the 60 some genders now. That's not what the Bible says. There will be destruction. Guess what? Hey, you old people, my age and a little bit younger and older than, hey, we won't have to worry about it. We'll probably be gone, but your kids and grandkids are going to suffer. They will not have a church. And a marriage and a home and a life cannot make it without the house of God. Jesus gave his life for the church. We think we can have church Sunday morning and shut the doors the rest of the week and have all of our parties and games and fun and play and community work. That's not what church is about. They met daily together. I want to say today that this last week, out of Missouri, that state, Roy Blunt voted for this act. Shame on you, Roy Blunt. You have no business being, he's a, a Republican. 
Richard Burr, both North Carolina senators voted for it. Richard Burr, you know better. And Tom Tellus, you know better, both those men. Shelley Moore from Wisconsin, Susan Collins from Maine, Todd Young from Indiana, Joni, a nurse, I can't believe she would do that from Iowa. Cynthia Loomis from Wyoming, Lisa Murawski, no surprise, from Alaska, Rob Portman, no surprise, from Ohio, ho, 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 four-time loser president, Mitt Romney from Utah voted for the shame on you, Mitt. Dan Sullivan from Alaska. It redefines marriage. You cannot do that and get away with it. So why don't you go ahead and let your kids suffer now? Because suffering is coming. Then release a pedophile more than they will a Baptist preacher. That Baptist preachers, with, you cannot stand for something without consequences against a government like this. I was here in 1978 when this valley voted 77% or 78%. We do not want to, uh, we do not want to approve sodomy in the Silicon Valley. Well, guess what? We, <laughs> there'd be 78% for it. Uh, there'd be 88%. There'd probably be 98% for it. Christians are the salt of the earth with a restrainer. And because the heritage of Christianity, this has been a blessed nation under God. But the wheels are coming off. They said, what about the Christmas message? I'll find one before the month is over, I'm certain. God introduces Sodom and he says, I want to tell you something. I'm warning you. You know, if, if a dad says, son, you're too close to the cliff driving that car. You're too close. You, you got to get closer every day. I know so much. You can't do it. You can't do it. Your son's going over that cliff with that car. You cannot get close to sin and embrace sin without consequences. Sodom and Gomorrah tried to redefine God. Man's wicked heart is constantly trying to dethrone God. We're trying to redefine God. One senator in Capitol Hill talked about she, referring to our God. She does this. That's blasphemy, ladies and gentlemen. Never one time in the Bible God referred to she. We redefine God. We remove God. I remember the day in 1963 we removed prayer and Bible. You can't put kids in public schools where they cannot talk about God without having some evil consequences. We didn't have, we didn't have fences around our school when I was growing up here. We didn't have police when I was growing up here on our campuses. We didn't have mental counselors on our school when I was here. Going to school right here, public school, it's all I've ever known in my life. We didn't have that. But I'm telling you something, friend. Our campuses are war zones. God bless you, some of you public school teachers that are members of this church that work there. I respect you so very, very much. I respect for what you're trying to do. And folks, pastor, uh, usher says, folks leave, let them leave. And I'll say that to be hard or harsh. Redefine, we remove, we make God, we reject God. The fool set his heart, there is no God. We're living in a day where we're redefining everything. 
Males are supposed to be soft, females are supposed to be masculine. We try as much as you want to destroy God, but the home is the foundation. Men and women, either one of your roles, you're not inferior because of your role. There's three that bear record in heaven, 1 John chapter 5, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Each one, the Father sent the Son, and Jesus submitted himself to the Father. I come to do thy will, O God. Voluntary. Was Jesus God? He was God. In the beginning was God. Elohim, three or more. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But Jesus voluntarily submitted himself. I come to do thy will, O Lord. Jesus came to promote the Father. I must be about my Father's business. I come to do thy will. I do always those things that please my Father. The Holy Spirit came to promote the Son. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, he, the Holy Spirit, shall testify of me. The Holy Spirit is God, but his function was to promote Jesus. Jesus' function was to promote the Father. And so in the home, ladies, sir, neither one of you are the weaker person because you fulfill your task. God gave the word father and mother, male and female, husband and wife. Turn with me in your Bibles for this quickly. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting a lot out to get where I'm going. Turn to Genesis chapter 1, please. Genesis chapter 1. Individuality does not diminish roles. And because you're a wife or because you're a husband or because you're a child, it doesn't diminish who you are. The family structure is important. Children that are in the home are, are important to mothers and dads. Uh, the, 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 the husband, the Bible says, Ephesians 5, is the head of the wife. What does that mean, the brains? No, because women probably are smarter than men. They can think out of both sides of the brain. Men cannot do that. Submission is not something to punish, although it was part of the fall, and that was part of the consequences. But the Bible says that a man is the head of the house. Doesn't mean, hey, hey, woman, sit down. Shut your mouth. You know, that, that is not what the head means at all. It means somebody's going to have to set a direction. And sir, you're going to have to set a direction morally, spiritually, financially, socially, religiously, academically, every area, you have to set a direction. Sir, I would not come into the house and say, okay, now the commander in chief is here, here's what we're doing. I'd sit down with your wife and talk to her. She has wisdom. She's a good lady. And say, honey, this is 2023 coming up. Here's what I'm thinking for our home. Here's what I'm thinking about maybe uh, vacations this summer. And here's what I'm thinking about Sunday school, and here's what I'm thinking about our finances and paying this bill off and going this way, and what do you think about this, and talk together. And we have something here in our church. I have 41 deacons. In 46 years plus, almost 47 years I've been here, we have never presented one item to the church for approval that did not have a unanimous vote with the deacons. It had to be unanimous with the deacons first. I, 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 probably I was a little bit too bullheaded when I was young, but I, I don't believe in making major decisions without my wife and I knowing what we're going on together. You should never make a, well, I'm the boss around here. Uh, no, the more leadership, he that is chief, let it be servant. 
The more chief you are, the more responsibility you have, that you have the opportunity to serve your family, serve your wife, serve your children. The Bible says the wife, the Bible says the wife is the weaker vessel. Not that she's inferior at all, but she has a function that a man, uh, when a child falls down and scrapes her knee, they don't say, Daddy, Daddy. They go to mother. Mama is like a gentle nurse, the Bible says. She can comfort. A mother's eyes can convict a kid. A, a mother's eyes can correct a child. Mrs. Treber, we had all, before we had all these great pianists, and she was an amazing pianist. Oh, the old building, she'd be at the piano for so many years, and we had three little kids, they're all grown adults now. They gave us 14 grandkids, but they're all sitting down there, and, and she'd be playing the piano, and, and sure enough, it happened all the time. Tiffany, Timothy, Tabitha, Tim in the middle. Bible in his lap, singing the songs, just, just as a boy should be. And those two girls on each side, you know, how, you know how girls are, just goofing off. Sort of like Tabitha Panera is goofing off right now, our daughter, all right? And, and Tiffany, those two girls, and Tim tried his best, you know, at age four to calm those girls down. But my wife would be playing the piano, and she'd look. And my friend, when our kids got the look, they straightened up real fast. Well, what therapist did you use? <laughs> it's illegal now. No, but, uh, but we did. In Genesis 1, and you see, God, God always gives us a, a plan. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image. The likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish. Man is to be over this world and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, over the earth and over the creeping thing which creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God created him male and female. Into discussion. Man and man cannot produce babies. Women and women cannot produce babies. And God's plan is reproduction. I've said it through this series on Lamentations so much, those 60 million babies we killed. I wonder which one had the cure for cancer. I wonder which one uh, had the cure for our government. I wonder, don't, don't tell me all 60 million had no idea. God created them. God said, I, Psalm 136, I knew your substance in your mother's womb. I knew all before your parts all were joined together. God, God said, I knew them all. I knew what you're supposed to do. I wonder how many preachers of the gospel out of 60 million. What if we only had one, what if we only had 6,000, what if we just had a portion of a percent? 6,000 men became preachers of the gospel and, and went out over all the United States of this world preaching the word of God. Wonder what kind of change we could have had now 50 years later. Wonder what scientists we destroyed. Wonder what ambassadors we destroyed. And God says, male and female created he them. Look what he says in, 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 in uh, uh, chapter two, please. In chapter two, the Bible says in verse 18, it is not good that man should be alone. Therefore, I'll make a help meet for him. God the Father had someone that fellowshiped with him called man, Adam. 
But Adam didn't have someone to fellowship with him. Oh, he had God. But on this basis, man, it wasn't good that man was alone. I don't know God's plan for your life. I know in the word of God, there are some that were eunuchs and some men and some women never married. And that was the will of God. I know that. So I don't refuse. But there's so many of you that I'm praying for your lives. And you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or so, and I'm just praying that God will send the right person. I, I'm not the one to make the decision who's the right person for you, but I have a right to pray for you. And, and it doesn't mean you're lesser of a person, please. We have pe- people by the scores that are, sitting, uh, that are divorced in this room, and God bless you, some of the best members. You're not second class. The very fact that your church tells me probably who was wrong in the marriage. But the home needs a structure. And God says, man, you're not good without that woman. You need her. She wasn't created from the head, for the brains of a man, or to be stepped on from the foot. She came from the side, from a rib. And sir, you to hold that person close and dear to yourself. Do not abuse her. So many police were on this campus for for Thanksgiving, and we fed them here. And, and all morning, they'd, I, I'd ask them about this, how much domestic violence, is that? that's all we spent our time on all morning so far. Well, two of them were eating, they said, gotta leave, Pastor. And they were asked, are you going where? Go, domestic violence. No child should have to live in that environment. No lady should have to be afraid of men. I asked a police officer years ago, why would men, he goes, I'm telling you this, Pastor, more women are abusing men than men abusing women. He said, it's an amazing thing. I'm not saying there, but sometimes a man will restrain himself and a lady will go berserk and vice versa. Uh, Your hands are not weapons. And anything else you can grab. And your children don't need to hear plates flying through the house and swearing and blaspheming and cursing at one another. Home should be an environment of safety and happiness. And God says here that, verse 22, and the rib which the Lord God had taken man, he, he made a woman and brought her unto man. And Adam said, now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman because she has taken up man. Therefore, watch all the male and female shall a man, male, leave his father, male, and his, wife, his mother, female, and shall cleave to his wife, female, and they too, husband and wife, shall be one flesh. You leave, you cleave, and then you weave as one flesh together. Is that what your home is doing? It doesn't mean you reject your mom and dad. I see a young couple sitting over here with a mother today with their kids. That's that, why? Because they haven't rejected her. They just left. They live in Southern California. Mother lives here. Grandma lives here. That's a good thing. Nothing wrong with that. But you leave your father and mother. Some of you are having so many conflicts in your marriage because uh, you get married and then you bring in your mother. You think that, that, that we have to send my mother every month in this other country or here in the States, all this money, and the wife gets mad because that wasn't part of the marriage deal. Be careful of all that. You say, well, what do you dump them off? Oh, no, no, no. The man won't provide for his own. Is worse than an infidel. My aunt was a member of this church for years. And someone said that 
that maybe the, the church ought to take up some special offerings. And I told my dad what they that said. Now my aunt's with the Lord, my mother's with the Lord, my dad's with the Lord. And my dad said that is not this church's responsibility. I'm her brother. You're her nephew. Son, it's our responsibility. I like that attitude. We don't dump our relatives off. It's a sad thing so often. You go to nursing homes here, and I know we've not been able to get in very much the last two years, but that hasn't been the case historically. You've never seen a traffic jam go into a nursing facility. So often we throw them in those rest homes or let them just die alone. I know in the last two years that's happened many times, and it's not your fault. But you have a loved one in a nursing home facility. You don't give up on them. Male and female created he them. Turn with me back, if you will, to, I'm cutting so much out, this should have been a series, I think. Genesis chapter 13. Genesis 13. In Genesis chapter 13, we find in verse number 10, and Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the water, the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Stop. Abraham was his uncle. Lot's daddy and mother died, and Abraham, Uncle Abraham, brought him into his home, and he raised him. He's now an adult man, and, and his herdsmen were feuding with Abraham's herdsmen, and, and the old, old uncle said, it's not right that we, I don't want this to split our family up. You choose. If you want the right, I'll take the left. Here's your cattle. Here's mine. If you want the speckled, you take them. If you don't, whatever you want, you choose first. That, that young boy said, I'm not choosing, Uncle Abraham. You choose first. But he chose. He said, I want this well water plain. I want this place called Sodom. It looks so good. And if we're not careful, we choose something that looks good for us that is going to eventually be fire and brimstone. Blackened ash. And, and the Bible says in verse number 12, Lot pitched his tent in the city of the plain toward Sodom. Why would you want to point your kids in the direction of Sodom? Because the Bible says the men of Sodom were wicked sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Why would you want them to watch things on social media and television programming that's vile? That's always killing people and destructive of one another. Why would you want them to see where there's blasphemy? Why would you want them to show pictures of men that are dressed up like women? The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, advertised and she came to the event and introduced, I'm proud to identify with the transgender, uh, what do you call that when they all dress up, whatever it was. That's vile, ladies and gentlemen. That's not Bible. Now, I know the news media thinks it is. The newspapers where I left say it is. And the social media says it's right. And the Hollywood crowd and most of the NFL crowd and the NBA crowd thinks it's okay to redefine what God is. But you cannot redefine what God without consequences. Look what the Bible says in verse number 13. They were wicked. Chapter 14. Uncle Abraham had to go rescue Lot who dwelt, verse 12, in Sodom, and he delivered him. But what a sad thing, in chapter 18, he's back in Sodom. He returned to his vomit, as the Bible says a dog does. 
And again, if your son or daughter has become a different gender, I'm not asking you to hate your child. Uh, by the way, the child's your child. I would not embrace the activity coming into your home. I'd let my son come, but I would not invite another description of male and female. You got kids in the home. You can't embrace this. Some of you got to be very careful at Christmas because your daughter's living with this guy, your husband's, your, your son's living with this gal. And it's male and female, yeah, but it's still sin. You got to figure that out before you have to figure it out. You, some of you have kids watching what's going on. In chapter number 18 and verse number 20, the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great because their sin is very grievous. Chapter 19, verse 21 Chapter 19, verse 24, and the Lord rained down upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire. He overthrew those plains. Why? Because they had given themselves over to strange flesh. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1. Please, I'll not have you turn anymore. If you turn to Romans 1, don't buy into this stuff. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 says, one of the sins of the last days is effeminate. The word effeminate is soft. Young man, where's masculinity? We talk soft. May I help you? Men don't talk like that. We do our lips this way. We do our hands. I'm not, I'm not trying to be unkind. I'm just telling that's not masculinity. And you look up in the dictionary now, who knows what masculinity is now, but go back to an 1828 dictionary. In fact, you look up Sodom and Gomorrah, and now it says it was a legend. It's not a legend, it's always been the truth. Still the truth. Effeminate walks, one, one foot at a time, right in front of the other. A feminine, I can't, I can't even stand the way. No, no, it's with your feet, you can't. I'm, look. And the opposite is women. <laughs> what are we doing? We are reversing roles. No, no, no. I don't, I would, I, this thing of gunning down people like they did in Orlando at a, a gay nightclub and, 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 Oklahoma, and, and in Colorado, that is vile. That is sin. That's a, that's a person's life. You don't ever do anything to hurt somebody. That's a mother that's left behind, a dad that's left behind, grandparents, and in some cases, children that are left behind. No, no, we, you don't, you're, you're, don't, don't spit on people. Guy was drunk and he rolled his car down over truck over here on 101 and, and 880 and it rolled it down there and I was the first one and I walked on down there and he was drunk as could be and blood coming out of his mouth and I began to take my coat off. He was in shock and I said, here, you can have my coat and he looked at me and spit at me. And he began to swear. But you know what? The man was drunk. I waited with him until the police could come. He didn't want my help. I'm not going to force my help on him. 
But I wanted to stay there till somebody came to take care of that man. That's a lie. Well, he's a drunk. I know he was drunk, but for the grace of God, I could have been laying there as a drunk too. Romans chapter 1. The Bible makes it very clear. I'm, I'm going to have to close down, and I'm not even a fourth of the way through. Verse 21, because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They, they thought science was the answer. They changed the glory of God into uncorruptible God. The image of, uh, they changed the glory of an uncorruptible God in the image made like corruptible man, birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie. And they worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever, amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affection even their women did change the natural use that which is against nature. Likewise, the men, burnt, leaving their natural use toward women, burned in their lust one to another, men with men, working which is unseemingly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of the air that was met, meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, a rejected mind to do those things which are convenient. We have Moses warns us about what took place in Sodom and Gomorrah. Isaiah said, because you're shameless sinning, look what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. And Peter reminded us of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Jude, they said, he used Sodom and Gomorrah as an example for us. Outside these walls being promoted to our children as an alternative lifestyle, it's going to cause them to suffer I wonder what kind of letters or emails I get this week. But I promise you this, I'm not speaking of hate in my heart toward anyone. I'll speak with Bible. Amen. And one of the joys is a church like this can take it. Most preachers could not preach this because the church could not take it. No, no, no. Your dad becomes a drunk. Don't you reject your dad. Your dad becomes an atheist. Do not reject your dad. Your son or daughter become uh, a, a different lifestyle. That, that's your child. I'm not asking to hate them. But there ought to be some established rules in our homes and our life. What is male and female according to the word of God? As I close out today, I'm over here in Luke. In Luke in chapter 17 and verse number 28. They did eat and they drank and they married wives and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and God destroyed them all. They did eat and they drank and they bought and they sold like in the days of Lot. God said, I'm going to have to judge you. I don't know how much more wrong we can do and think we're going to get away with it. I saw these precious seven little girls here, one, two, three, four, five, six little girls they're taking sign language in our Christian school. And I saw them, and I said, I said to Brother Flood, I said, I wish I could see them. I saw my little granddaughter in the end, and I saw a little bit. That word never, grow old, was it? How, how, Brother, 
how, how do you do never? Show me um, how, how, the, how do you do never? Never. How do you do it? My wife makes that same motion to me periodically. <laughs> we have high schoolers learning sign language. Why? This church is a church that's going to love everybody. I was speaking to a lesbian woman. She said her and her, her, and her wife would not be welcomed here with their children. I said, oh, you don't know North Valley Baptist Church. She goes, I know it. I said, you'd be more than welcomed at our church. I'd like you to come. And she said, Pastor, I've never had anybody talk to me like that. Something's wrong with, it's just the flawless crowd is here. And guess what? Because you're here, because I'm here, we're not flawless. I want this church to love everyone. But I want us to understand what the Bible says about the home. Because you destroy the home. A man came to me and says, Pastor, what do I do? He got saved here. You don't know him, so I can give this illustration. He said, I was adopted by two women. They raised me. I always felt I didn't fit in school. I always felt I was embarrassed. I always felt I don't like that. I love them both, but he goes, it was just different. It was weird. Now that I'm going to church, they don't like it. What do I do? I don't fit anywhere. I do not fit anywhere, and I want to fit. You've got to realize that if you're going to have your kids fit in a society and in a home, it has to be structured after what God said. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. And then God says, go replenish. Year. The job market is so good right now. Unemployment's down. And, and, and yet they say we have over 10 million jobs waiting. I wonder if we hadn't killed those babies. If we had enough people to take care. Everywhere you go, you have to wait. You wait in lines. They can't get enough workers. I said to the banker this week, this is my third time I've tried to be here. You always have one window open. I said, I'm, I, I've been with you since 1958. So my dad was with you since 1940-something at same bank. I said, I, I'm not mad at you, but what's going on? He says, can't get workers. Everywhere you do, you, you wait. And then you have to wait for product. Maybe if we had enough people to work. I don't know how you give an invitation other than the fact that if you're here to be saved, you need to get saved. And secondly, I want everybody in this room to give themselves to the home. Old people, you, get, you give yourself to elderly people. Love the elderly. Love those that are knocking on death's door. Love the grandmas and grandpas. Love the widows, the widowers, the divorced, the singles, the kids, the teenagers. Love the rich, love the poor. Love the red and yellow, black, brown, white, they're all precious in his sight. I keep closing. 
our son Tim preached here a couple weeks ago on a Sunday night. The next day we were talking, he says, Dad, I love my church in Arizona. I love it. I love it. I love those people. That's where God has me. I'm not looking to leave. I love my church. It's just an amazing thing. But he says, you know what I miss? I saw it yesterday being back home. In our city, it's just white people. I've always missed, and we began to list the groups, the Filipinos, the Hispanics, blacks, you name the nationality of the races. He goes, we don't have that where I'm at in our city. It made me feel lonely. He might be watching today, so I, I'm telling you, this is what he said. No, he, he loves his church. He doesn't want to leave his church. He loves those people. I want this church to love everybody. From the front row, from California, to Brother Tully back there from Tennessee, that you can't even understand what he's saying when he speaks. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.